Hi, my name is Casey Sammy E. This is Sarah Marie Curry. Hello. We are actresses and filmmakers in Austin, Texas, and this is the Movie Worthy Woman. Movie Worthy Woman. A series of short films I've a series of short films I've created about women from history whose lives are worth commemorating in film, but for some reason they haven't been. And today we are talking about one of my favorites, the OG influencer. Amelie Goutreau, basically Kim K of the 1800s. What so, Amelie Goutreau, or as Google Translate would like me to say, Amelie Goutreau, better known as her sexy mystery name, Madame X. Born in New Orleans, January, 9th, uh, January 29th, 1859. Not a Virgo. Not a Virgo, and died July 25th, 1915. She was American born, but spent the majority of her life in France. So, first things first. Amelie was raised to believe that her value was her beauty. Beauty in the 1800s equals pretty, skinny, rich, and pure. Pure. Amelie's mother worked real hard to make sure that Amelie was all of those things so that she could marry well, which was the only expectation that her family and society put on her and probably most other women of the time. Barf, that's so gross. <laughs> Luckily for her, she was hot, like super hot. Iconic copper red hair, a beautiful Roman profile, and with a super virginal rockin' 1800s bod, she was quickly married off to some squatty ugly dude who was super rich. But on the plus side, this was her ticket out of mom prison. Dun, dun, dun! Mom prison, you ask? Well, that's the prison your mom makes for you because she's constantly chaperoning you and making sure that you stay a virgin and pure. Casey, did you have a mom warden? No, <laughs> not pure. You're basically born into mom prison. You are a skinny, virginal, rich, pure 1800s lady. You are never alone. Mom is always watching. But now that she was married, she was free. Wait, she, mom was free or? No, Amelie was free. Oh, she I was see. there, she was free. She could flirt and she could dance. She could wear sexy dresses and hang out with all the hot dudes in public and all because she was protected by her husband's good name. She could finally be whoever she wanted to be. So Amelie decided that she wanted to be famous as fuck. And in order to do that, she had to splash into society like meat dress wearing Lady Gaga, but like classy and of the era, right? I would argue that that meat dress was very classy. <laughs> Anyway, what was her husband doing during all of this debuting and being seen at social events and becoming famous? I'm so glad you asked. He wanted her to be his wife so badly that he agreed to a sexless marriage. She went out and rocked her social life and he stayed at home waiting for the day that they might bone. They did have at least one daughter, so he got laid at least once. Anyway, Amelie became famous. Who knew it would be so easy? It was super easy for her. She became so famous, in fact, that newspapers and journalists and reporters, um, they would all report on her beauty and like what she was wearing and who she was with and where she went, et cetera, et cetera. She could do no wrong. So wait, 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 she really was like literally like Kim K. Like she went out and was yeah. like, I'm very pretty. Yeah. And people were like, whoa! And they wrote articles about it. Like if she went to a party, journalists would be there and the next day in the paper would be articles about Amelie Goutreau and what she was wearing, who she was with and how beautiful she was. So she basically went viral without the internet. Now we're ready to talk about 
the Paris salons, which is, they are fascinating to me. I, I do don't believe know that why. they are pronounced salon. Oh my God, the Paris salon. <laughs> and this Kim K's platonic Kanye John Singer Sargent. John was an oil painter and the ruling rock star king of the Paris salons. And much salon. like- Salon. And much like Amalie, he wanted to be famous and he wanted notoriety. And by the way, the Paris salons Salon. Were, oh my God. The Paris salons were the thing. Casey, I have a confession to make. What? It's not pronounced salon. I hate you so much. Get out of my movie. <laughs> anyway, the Paris salons were the thing. It was the Instagram, TikTok, insert whatever the kids are talking about and think is cool thing. The salons were the largest annual event in the Western Hemisphere. They ran for 223 years starting in 1667 and featured the works of oil painters, sculptors, and engravers. You know, all the badass of the art world. 50K people would attend this event, 50,000 people. That's almost as much as Burning Man. And oil paintings were packed floor to ceiling. Like it was covered like wallpaper. It was insane. It was a huge classy ass arts festival and John Singer Sargent ruled the salon like Kanye ruled the airways, but it like in the 1880s, okay? So how do you rule such an epic event? Easy. There are three important steps to performing well at a salon. <laughs> now I regret teaching you how to say it that way. Talent and skill, knowing who to paint so that people will remember it and talk about it. And lastly, an excellent painter won't just paint what they see, they'll actually capture the energy and essence of the person they're painting. Basically, your sitter sitting in their ideal form, not only the like replica of how they look and who they are at the time, but a projection of like who they ultimately are. Their essence. Their essence. Subtle choices you can make upon your canvas that, accur that accurately summate the personality and energy of your sitter. John Singer Sargent was real good at this. And because of the pressure, the high stakes, and the one shot to prove yourself or lose your commission and be reduced to waiting tables like a sad, sad actor living in Austin, Texas. <clears throat> he coveted Amelie. She was famous, and real cute, and he wanted to paint her for his 1884 salon submission because he wasn't a dummy. He asked a friend to ask a friend to ask Amelie if she would sit for him. And the letter said something like, oh, I would be so remiss if I could just didn't ask you to immortalize your beauty and paint. And Amelie was like, oh my God, 50K people looking at me? I am in. So like at the bottom of the page, it said circle yes or Circle no. yes or <laughs> check yes or no. And she checked yes. So John and Amelie were popular, talented, and hot. And it was a sure shot, right? So he packed up his paints, and probably a few pairs of pants, and headed out to her big ass chateau and went straight to her closet and he chose from her closet this fitting risque number. And by risque, I mean it was unbustled and sleeveless. Oh. And they got to work. And at some point when John was painting her, her tiny jeweled strap fell off of her shoulder and she went to pick it up, but John was like, no, it is your essence. And he was right. It was flirty, it was bold, and it was sexy. And it was a perfect summation of who she was in a moment upon a canvas. And Amelie was like, <laughs> okay. So they painted her with the strap down. Fast forward to the first day of the salon varnishing day. Amelie and John stood near the painting title. Wait, 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 wait. Why was it called Varnishing Day? Uh, it was called Varnishing Day because I don't think it was open to the public yet, but it was the first day that the salon was open and the artist would actually 
um, varnish their paintings. So they remained oh. unvarnished, and until varnishing day, they hadn't put that last glossy coat over it. That's weird. Yeah, and it fills the room with like the best fumes, I have no so doubt. So everyone gets super high and looks mm -hmm. at paintings. Yeah, Burning Man. Oh! Anyway, varnishing day. Amelie and John stood near the painting titled Madame Goutreau in room 32, so they could casually listen to what people were saying about how amazing and perfect they both were. And as people filed into the room, and laid their eyes upon this gorgeous painting, it turns out that they were in fact appalled. They accused Amelie of being promiscuous. They thought that the strap being down implied her promiscuity and the sharp look over the opposite shoulder implied that she did not care that she was promiscuous. They assumed that Amelie and John had had an affair and they were just rubbing it at everyone's face. They felt like they could practically see her breasts and surely her dress was going to fall down at any moment while the painting was being painted. It was 100% ridiculous. It was real rough in room 32 and forever after. Not only did they endure criticism during the salon, but the shaming went on for months. It was star level gossip. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so we look at this painting and we're like, this chick is super covered and her dress is classy as fuck. What was her problem? Well, it turns out that 1884 was a more conservative time. Nowadays, really nothing is shocking because porn is free and everywhere. And get this, there are loads of naked ladies in the paintings at this time. The salons are full of TNA. It's like everywhere. Here's the thing. The naked ladies in the paintings were mythical figures or no one in particular, right? Like nobody knew these people. They were never anyone you knew, but everyone knew Amelie. Right, they would like hire like a, like a, a, a prostitute. A they would hire the a night. prostitute, a lady of the worker. night, a sex worker, and they would paint her and nobody would know who she was so it wouldn't matter. I see. But everybody knew Amelie. And because she worked real hard at being famous and then succeeded at it, and the public was obsessed with her, and then the public saw her hanging on the wall practically naked, and they were shocked, disappointed, and shamed. So now let's talk about this dress. It is a great dress, right? Like yes. I would wear this dress now. It is timeless. It is, it is gorgeous. It is an example of why France is the fashion capital of the world. Check it out. This bodice, it has boning in it. Literal bone corseting in this bodice. She could have had no straps and the thing would have stood up on its own. There is no way there was gonna be a peekaboo boob happening, okay? So Amelie, who originally told John that she loved the painting, was furious and guess who was also furious? The warden of Mom Jail herself, Mom. Amelie's mother was so pissed, she marched herself over to John Singer Sargent's studio and demanded that he change the portrait. He refused, which I agree with, but because he was so distraught with like what it was doing to Amelie that he actually asked the panel of judges at the salon if he could take the painting down to fix it and they refused because no painting for the 223 years that the salon had, had been running was ever removed before it had closed, before that, the salon was closed. That's the most French, that's the most French thing I've ever heard. Yeah, so John Singer Sargent and Amelie had to grit their teeth through an entire week of listening to trolling and bullying and destructive criticism. Terrible, that right? That is terrible. It's terrible. But real quick, uh -huh. peekaboo boob. <laughs> anyway, once the salon was finished, Amelie did not buy the painting as one normally would after they had been painted. In an attempt to rectify the situation, once the salon was over, John Singer Sargent took the painting back to his studio and repainted it so that the strap was up. But no matter, the damage 
had been done. John's career as a portrait painter was over and Amelie quickly transitioned from being the hottest thing that the 1800s had ever seen to a slutty dumpster fire. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, the painting stayed in his studio for years after that, only being seen by those who came to visit him or sit for him. So the public was so mean that Amelie, who originally had um, an avid social schedule and was always out and about and wanted to be seen in Paris at events, she became a shut-in. Like several months later, she ventured out only to find that the ongoing whispers were no longer about her beauty and how amazing she was, but about her loss of looks and figure. Boo, French people! And then people stopped talking about her at all, which for her was even worse. It went from being talked about all the time to rude things to being said to silence. And that was the most painful thing she could have gone through. Anyways, eventually, Amélie tried to regain her notoriety by commissioning a few other portraits of herself, but they were met with crickets again. No one cared whatsoever. And in one last attempt to regain her fame, she hired this dude named uh, Gustave to paint her portrait for the 1889 salon submission. And get this, she purposefully dropped her strap on the other shoulder to try to regain and recapture her notoriety and all the gossip that had happened in the original salon entry. Um, but ironically, after all the drama of 1884, this, like, no, like nobody cared. They were like, oh, we've seen that shoulder. Shitty. I know, so shitty. So Amelie, believing there was nothing she had of value but her beauty, was, and that was gone forever, became a shut-in for the rest of her life. Never going out, never taking visitors. This is a very sad story. Perversely, the more she retreated, the more of a cult following John's painting, Madame Goutreau, gained. So it was such a scandal that no one, that like, it never stopped being whispered about. Eventually the portrait was uh, requested at viewings and galleries, but John, given everything that they had been through, didn't let it ever leave his studio. And Amelie realized she should have purchased the painting when she had the chance so that she could have like sent it out and people could have seen it. Sadly, it was at this time when Amelie was, for, um, was a forgotten shut-in that her painting was rising in popularity and Amelie died believing herself unattractive and unfit for the public. The fuck would she yeah. die of? Uh, being a shut-in, I don't really remember, actually. This is a tragic example of what happens to a person when they think that their only thing they have a value to offer is, in fact, their appearance. Damn. Sound familiar to the rest of women out there? Mm-hmm. So John Singer Sargent went on to rebuild his reputation once again, after a ton of work, became a highly sought after painter. His next great masterpiece and the piece that restored his career was Carnation Lily Lily Rose. Uh, stylistically, it's the exact opposite of Madame X, though in my opinion, the two are equal in genius. They are both gorgeous paintings. Eventually, the Met asked to buy Madame Goutreau. I'm so sorry, the Met picked its whole big building body up and like walked over? Yes, <laughs> from John. <laughs> and perhaps because Amelie had passed, he agreed he agreed to it, but said that due to the row that he had with a lady um, years ago, that her name should be left off the portrait. The Met agreed to the terms and bought the painting for $5,000, which is a staggeringly cheap price, even for the time. And the painting was hung at the Met and officially titled for the first time, Madame X, which at this point is just adding insult to injury for Amelie, right? Ugh. It's hard to say if John left her name off the portrait because um, he still felt bad about like the painting and what it had done to her or if they truly did have a fight and he was pissed 
and holding a grudge and so denied her the notoriety that she wanted for like the rest of her life. I like to think it was the first one. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, ironically, this traumatic scandal that truly ruined both of their lives helped them to achieve their goal of being the most famous people in France. It went beyond France, actually, and they are like globally recognized now, like immortalized even, like something, 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 careful what you wish for, something, 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 right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could go back in time and tell Amelie that it was all worth it and that she is now because of this painting forever remembered as what she believed to the best be to be blah, 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 that what she believed to be the best version of herself because as it is it's just utterly tragic can we just take a minute and talk about how terrible the situation is nowadays we can take so many pictures instagram selfies are everywhere to get a picture of yourself back then it was expensive time consuming and a huge risk and they both took this risk for this one like we'll call it an instagram post failed, it backfired, but like she died hating herself and her beauty and became a shut-in only to become famous after her death. And now it's one of the most stunning paintings of all time. It's very upsetting to me. I feel like this is every high school movie ever, right? With France being the, the mean girl, but it just ends at the all hope is lost moment. Yeah, there's no cute, recovery no and, and I think you're right there this is this is that um only like so much worse so if I were to write a film about Madame X it would obviously be a tragedy be the story of Amelie and John because it's fascinating and beautiful and wonderful um it would be about the role that portraits played in the 1800s because it's also fascinating and about beauty that was seemingly lost but immortalized through a scandal. Can you like do a Titanic ending though, like where they both die and then they go to sleep and then they wake up on the boat again and they walk up the balcony and then they kiss and everyone is looking at them and clapping slowly? No. Okay. But truly, this would make a really good movie. It would be so good. Like the combination of John Singer Sargent, who could have a movie all by himself, Amelie Goutreau, who could have a movie all by herself, and the French salons, salons, which could have a movie all by themselves. Like all of three of these things are fascinating and their convergence in this time and place created such a statement and such like, what are the odds? Madame X is one of my most famous, my, my most famous, one of my most favorite, favorite paintings. Oh my gosh, it's your most famous painting? It's my most famous painting. I take 100% credit for it, um, but I, I really love it. And I, I'll tell you one of the reasons I love it is because it's called Madame X. So whether John Singer Sargent was being an asshole by leaving her name off it or thinking he was doing her a favor by leaving her name off it, whoever chose to uh, put X instead of Goutreau on there was a genius because if I had seen that painting for the first time and it was it was titled Madame Goutreau, first of all, I would be like, how do you say that name? I don't know. And I would have remembered it and I would have left and been like, that was a nice painting. I wonder what it was. But because it was called Madame X, that's so sexy and mysterious. And it gives that painting so much more like, I don't know. Oh, was that a sexy face? It gave that painting so much more like mystique and life and curiosity. Would you say that that painting would go on? <laughs> Thank you so much for watching this mega extended version of the movie worthy woman. Keep your eyes peeled for the next one. Like, follow, and subscribe. And in the meantime, ladies, let the letter straps fall down. Oh my God. <laughs> you did it. You did it.